everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1122. Today's topic, sometimes you just got to keep fighting no matter what. You've just got to keep fighting. Sometimes things can seem so helpless, so hopeless, feel like you're making no progress at all, but really maybe you are making progress and you just can't see it in this moment. Today I've got a, a very big battle on my hands with the doctors of my daughter. And we, as we, we deal with the, the sixth admission that she's had, you've got to start to question when things need to change significantly to vary the outcome that you're getting. You can't expect to get a different outcome if you keep doing the same things over and over, but just expecting a different outcome. If something's clearly not working, you've got to make a change, even though you don't want to. But what if you can see that, but the people that you need to change can't see that, like in this case, the doctors. They have a, a cookie cutter style approach that they, they just put in place to solve issues because they see perhaps that it solves, I don't know, 80% of them, the issues. But what do you do with those 20%? Do you just expect them to fall through the cracks and hopefully it will just get resolved somewhere outside this institutionalized, you know, system of doctors and hospital and everything? Because clearly this approach is not going to work for every person. I mean, logic just says that. You can't just expect the same approach to have the same impact positively on every single person. Which is why when I'm working with people, there are certain elements that do stay the same, obviously. If people need to change their lifestyle in order to achieve a different outcome, then those elements are the same. But it's the ingredients that make up those changes that are different for every person. And sometimes they're faster. Some people can cope with a fast level of change. Other people can't cope with a fast level of change. So it's got to be much slower for them. And so the battle today is to convince the doctors that this is the sixth admission and the approach that you're putting in place is definitely not working. And here's all the evidence to show that that is the case. So when are you gonna realize that we need to make an adjustment? Now I'm a very level-headed person, very logical thinker, very calm when it comes to these situations. But today, I've got to show a little bit of uh, perhaps more animation and pushback on the doctors because it's just frustrating to see that this is the particular outcome that we keep getting. And then that's the question I'm going to be asking them. I say, well, what is your outcome that you expect here? Because if the outcome is that she doesn't return, then clearly the approach that is in place here is not working. If your outcome is to just fix her for a temporary period of time, get her out of here to free up her bed and then hand her over to some other team and just hope that that's fixed, then that outcome is being achieved. But that's not taking a 
a holistic approach at the individual and saying what they really need. And so it's going to be a challenge because everything that we've suggested in the past that they've just said no to doesn't work, they say. I say, well, what you're doing is not working and what you're suggesting that we do definitely doesn't work because here's the evidence of it. So why don't you step outside what you would normally do to consider making a change? Because gee, guess what? What do you got to lose? Worst case is she comes back for another admission. Best case is that maybe it's delayed or doesn't happen again because we're doing it completely differently this time and it's in a supported 24-7 environment. It's incredibly frustrating when you know, your child is unwell and you're, or somebody in your family is unwell and you're not getting the outcomes that you, you want. And it's not through necessarily lack of trying on their part, but as I said, they're trying to use the same approach for every person that goes through there and that's not working in this particular instance. So are they going to be open to change? We'll see. It's a real challenge. But how do you get someone like that to understand change? And that's the, that's the biggest challenge because I'm sure they get pushed back, but they just go to their same approach. Um, the challenge is to not give up and be relentless in your approach and keep finding different ways to be able to help. And to their credit, they have realised on, not these doctors, but other doctors have realised that the approach that we have been doing is clearly not working, so it's time to make a change there. The trouble is when it comes to the moments in hospital, the changes that they make there are uh, minuscule, if anything, really. So today we're looking for some uh, you know, more significant change. We'll see if that comes. But it's certainly frustrating. I think you as a person, when you're coming across the... Uh, okay, let me t take a step back. I'm thinking out loud here. So in the way that I've said that, I'm sure you can feel my frustration. You can hear my frustration. You can imagine if you're in my situation or a similar situation that you would not be happy about it. Right? You would think, well, it just doesn't make sense. But how often have you been in that situation yourself where you're not changing? Change needs to happen within you, but you're not making the change because you're being stubborn just like the doctors because you say, well, that's the approach that I have been doing, so that's what I'm going to continue to do. And just hope to God that it makes a, makes a change somewhere in the process, but it doesn't. And I'm sure there are many examples within you where you could say, hmm, I need to get a different outcome. I want a different outcome. I know I need to do things differently, but I'm gonna keep doing the things that I'm doing because I don't want to make that extra change. That's gonna be too hard for me. I don't wanna change. I wanna stay doing what I'm doing, but just get a different outcome. How often has that happened to you? And if you say never, newsflash, you're lying. Because it's happened to me, it happens to everybody. It's just that do you have the courage to put your hand up and say, yeah, I've done that. I've done that before. 
I've done it plenty of times before, just wanting a different outcome, hoping that somebody comes along and saves me to take me out of where I am right now to save me, rather than do it myself and be my own hero and step up and say, yeah, I'll be the first one to admit that I need to change here. How often does that happen in a relationship, for crying out loud, where you just blame the other person as opposed to inward reflecting and say, actually, here's a mirror, I'm looking at myself, I'm the one that needs to change here. It doesn't mean that the other person doesn't need to change, but <clears throat> if you focus on what they need to change as opposed to what you need to change, you're always going to feel that someone else needs to change to meet your standards, your values, your beliefs to make you happy. But really, you need to find those things within and accept people for who they are. They need to define that they need to change on their own and if they want to change, they need to change it. You can't change it in them. Certainly not in an intimate relationship. So how many times have you done that yourself? I know that I've done it. <clears throat> I've done it in relationships. I've done it in uh, things that I've wanted to get different outcomes for myself. But of course now I realise that it has to come from within me. If I want a different outcome, I am the one that needs to change. I need to change. That's not to say that you haven't been in, say, a relationship where you've just clearly not been a good match or you know, that kind of thing. But it's very easy for us in human nature to blame someone else. In an accident, have a car crash. How quickly do you judge the other person and say it's your fault, but in a court of law, you're the one that was at fault because you didn't give way. In an accident, there's always someone at fault. Always. From an insurance perspective, having worked in insurance uh, audits and looking at many, many claims over many years, pretty much the only time that they attribute 50-50 blame is when you back into each other in a car park. It's like, well, your boat didn't check. So somebody is always at fault, right? Somebody always needs to make a change, but the question is, you make the change within yourself and are you prepared to do it? I want a different outcomes for my health and wellness. And I thought, well, no one else can do that. Yeah, I can get a coach, but I've got to be the one that eats the food. I've got to be the one that says no to, I don't know, the ice cream or the, the toasted sandwich or the, you know, whatever, because I know that that's not going to support me to get where I want to get to. It's me that's got to be able to have the discipline to do the workouts and not just do the workouts, do a really hard workout. For many years, I was just going through the motions. I wasn't really pushing myself to find that extra level of intensity, making it so, so hard for myself that I was in pain, I was burning. I didn't do that. But then I realized that, hang on, if you want to put on four kilos of muscle this year, you've got to find a new level of pain for yourself. Pardon me, I'm not talking about being silly about it. I'm talking about being sensible, but being prepared to go to that hurt locker, prepared to push yourself. I mean, the Tokyo Olympics are on right now. Can you imagine the pain that these gold medalists have put themselves through, particularly through swimming. Imagine the lactic acid pain that they've felt when they've won a gold medal. 
The harder work has happened in training, but it's because they've done the hard work in training. When it comes to the gold medal, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it means that they've been to that hurt locker before. They've put themselves into that pain, and maybe they find an extra level of pain because of the adrenaline and so forth that's pumping through their body at a million miles an hour, but they're prepared to go there. They're prepared to do that in training. And so many of us just want an easy ride. That's why people buy TATS lotto tickets or lottery tickets. They, don't want, they want the money, but they don't want to put in the hard work to get that level of money. They'd rather just say, okay, well, let's, let's win it that way. Gambling's the same thing. People want an out, an easy way, and think that money is going to do it. But how many times does the gambler have a big win and then they lose it all again and more? It's an addiction. They just want that next big thing, that next big thing. So don't underestimate the change. Even though I'm talking about doctors and having to get them to change in their approach to try and fix this problem, we do those same things as the doctors are within ourselves and stubborn to change because they've got their approach and they're clinical and this is what happens. But here's all the evidence that what you're doing is not working. Okay, so many people that come to me being overweight, obese for their entire life, as long as they can remember. And I can pull apart within five minutes as to what's going wrong and why they're failing to achieve the health and wellness that they want to achieve within five minutes. And yet their whole life, they say that they've been battling it and they don't know why they're getting the results they're getting. And yet I can diagnose it in five minutes and come up with a solution for them in six minutes to say, this is how we change it. Now let's talk about how we implement it. So how often have you been like that? And this is why you need coaching, right? I've been in this situation too. And yes, I've had coaches before and I've had coaches just thinking by virtue of having the coach, I'm gonna get a way better outcome. You can have the world's best coach if you don't do the work, you're not gonna get the outcome. And uh, my business coach, the world's number one wealth coach. And when I first started working with him, again, I thought, Okay, well, if I just do these things, then it'll all happen for me. But it doesn't happen that way. Enormous success, enormous wealth, everything that you want only comes from really deep, deep hard work. I did a post uh, the last couple of days on social media about deep work or shallow work. And uh, most of us just stay in that shallow area. We're not digging deep enough to achieve the outcomes that we truly, truly need. And when you discover what depth means, that's when things start to change for you. My work ethic stepped up when I really understood that I needed to dig super, super deep. And it came from working with my last business coach, had heaps of coaches up to him. And I had to invest a lot of money to get coaching from him because he's the world's number one wealth coach. You don't just get that willy nilly. 
you have to invest a lot. Most expensive coach I've ever had. And I said to myself, if you're going to spend this much money, you've got to work your damn butt off because it was a, at the time, it was a stretch for me to be able to pay it. But I said, no, I believe in this person. They believe in me. I'm going to do everything that they say and more to get the outcomes that I have always wanted. And that was enough to say to me, okay, do the work. I'm not going to waste my money because I hate wasting money. And that's why you need to see coaching as an investment. If coaching is free, it's crap coaching, right? You get what you pay for. So I committed myself and through that process, I realized that, wow, I'm starting to really understand what hard work is. Getting up at 20 past four, committing myself to unreasonable deadlines because I knew that that would push me to a new level. Do things that I'd never done before. Like I'm talking about here at the start with the doctors and getting them to understand that we need to do things that perhaps you haven't done before. But what have we got to lose? Just try it. It impacts no one else except what we're doing here and it could give us an absolutely amazing outcome. So why not try it? And that's what I did for myself. And through that, got remarkable change. And what happens when you, you do something for the first time? You're not good at it straight away. It took me a, a number of weeks to be able to perfect my productivity at 20 past four in the morning. I mean, tomorrow I have to get up at 3 a.m for a coaching call at 3.30 a.m., which goes for an hour and a half. I'm doing it because I know that it's crucial for me to take things to the next level. Most people say, oh, I'm not gonna get up that time. No, can't do it. But I know, I haven't asked them for an alternate time because they're in the US. I've just said, when are you available? Picked a time off their schedule and said, okay, I've got to get up at 3 a.m. for that. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, would I rather be sleeping? But I know what it's going to do for me. And so this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the depth of your work and creating that work ethic. So time was a big thing for me getting up early, working hard and focused on particular things, getting outcomes and then moving on to that next thing, like working on that one, one thing at a time. I did a podcast on this uh, maybe last, within the last week or so, talking about doing one thing at a time before moving on to that next thing and that's how I've been able to progress things. But with my last business coach, he taught me about work ethic, taught me about the depth of my, my working and then I've carried that through to my training. A lot of things go the other way around for me, but this went the other way. And I said, okay, well, I've done those things. I've done, well, dug to a depth that I haven't dug to before, working harder than I have before. What if I adopted that same approach with my training? And then that's what made me get a coach for my strength and conditioning. Someone I could specifically work with 
in an area that I knew a lot about and was successful with and great success for other people. But now it was time to get that extra focus and realizing that I don't know everything. I haven't done for my own body what I wanted to do before. So I needed to get the best help that I could. And then whatever he tells me to do, I implement. I heard Ariana Titmus, who's uh, won two gold medals up to this point, I think going for another one very shortly. And she says, she's only 18 years of old. She's already won two Olympic gold medals. How amazing, hey? Her life will never be the same again. And she says to her coach, you create the plan, I'll implement it. And that's what I do with my coach. It's like, you tell me what to do. You're the expert in you know, me being able to do what I need to do. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And that's what I do. I work hard, I push hard. I make sure that my intensity is high for every single workout. Today's a good example. So today's a Thursday. Thursdays are normally the time of the week where I do my second workout. Today, just a few things happen. I'm very uh, frustrated I didn't sleep as well. I woke up at 1 a.m this morning with just with all this doctor stuff on my mind worried about it and i thought okay i could do a workout today but i'm not 100 percent focused so that okay i, I don't want to do that you know I don't, I don't want to do that i've got another two weeks left well it's a week and a half i guess uh, now so five more workouts of my current 12-week training block uh, i don't want to waste it it would be a, still a good workout but it won't be an amazing workout so I've delayed it till tomorrow. So I looked at my schedule and said, okay, I can do it at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Let's shift it into there. Now, there was a time in my life where I would never do a workout at 6 a.m. I'd still be in bed asleep. But now I know how important it is for me. So get up, work out, get the food into you, get your body growing, do that. Um, so that's what I've done today. I've just shifted it slightly because I know that my headspace is not exactly right. Now, will it be right tomorrow? Hopefully, who knows? Because I've got a bit of a confrontation happening today. But the whole point of all of this is that you've got to keep trying. You've got to keep being prepared to change yourself to be able to get different outcomes. And you might say, well, maybe the doctors are right and you're just wrong and you just need to change your approach. Well, to that, I would say, yeah, sometimes that is true. But then when you've got all the evidence to show that we are doing everything that they say and more and getting a worsening outcome, then that's when it's time to change. Like we're changing. Like uh, um, my daughter's mum, she's changing what she's doing. I'm changing what I'm doing. And each time that, uh, that you know, there's a, a different outcome required, all they're suggesting is that we put more time into it. I was like, hang on a second, we're doing this 24-7 and there is no change, apart from getting worse. So we need some intervention here, we need some change. And we need to be relentless until we get the outcome that you want. Okay, so you've got to be strong. Keep pushing. All right, I've got to go. Got to get ready for the rest of my day. Stay safe wherever you are in the world.
Stay strong. See you tomorrow.